So are we recording this, or do I have to just keep looking for like stupid stuff on the internet? Uh, uh, I'm right. I'm recording right now. Oh, oh. No, I'm Good morning, and welcome to the Squires Club. Sticking around with me this week, as always, is Brian Lind, joining us from our studio in his basement. Squires Club! Thank you. With him is Drew Thomas. Squires Club. Very nice. With me on my left is Brett Freeman. And I'm Andrew Henry. No, you're not. I'm Andrew Henry. Um, all right. And joining us from our Vancouver studio is Nathan Taylor. Do I say Squares Club? Uh, if you like. No, Squares Club. Just, you know, as long as we know you're there and uh, the people at home. Know and I'm George R. R. Martin. Yeah, if you're really George R. R. Martin, you'd be uh, driving around in a rascal Looking for pizza or something. I'm the Latino version. I'm Jorge Martin. Jorge Martin. You don't sound out of breath enough to be George R. R. Martin. Huh? <sighs> yeah, your apartment has too many stairs for you to be George R. R. Martin up here. But uh, let's start off with uh, where are my wizards at? So uh, my wizard Brett here, uh, what have you been getting up to this week that is Squiresly related? I've been doing a little bit of a Squire in here and there. Mainly I've just caught up on the second book in the James S.A. Corey's Expanse series, which is actually not an individual author, but it's written by Daniel Abraham and uh, Ty Frank, who I believe is the <clears throat> assistant to George R. R. Martin. So he's yeah. the guy that cleans him and carries food around. Yeah, he like baths his loins and oh. stuff like that. Supports his man boobs in the shower. Yeah, so I read the uh, the first book in the series a few months back, entitled Leviathan Wakes, on recommendation of Brian. So not really to get into any spoilers or anything about that, but I, I had a brief conversation with you afterwards about the first book, Brian. Did you end up liking it or not? I liked it. I thought the characters were terrible, but like I really enjoyed the story. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the series is brilliant. I mean, I, I love the characterization, especially in the first book, because it's basically a mixture of a, you know, old school action space opera mixed with a crime noir. So that's one of the things I really enjoyed about it, which kind of lessens within the second book because it doesn't have the kind of crime noir character in it. But, I mean, I, I think it's just a really, really good series. And the next, the third book in the series comes out next year. So, I mean, other than just saying... Interesting. I was, uh, I was actually going to talk about... Uh Caliban's Wake as well. Um, yeah, the, the, just wanted to jump in and say that there are ebooks coming out um, before the third novel comes. So the, the, I think the first one is already out, fleshing out uh, a minor character uh, who runs like this rebellion in the outer planets. Yeah. Um, so if you think you might want to get into the series, but if you don't want to invest a full novel, uh, the novella may be a fun sort of independent way of getting into the series. Yeah. Uh, it's like an EP for books. Yeah, the it, one that it, I it, was it, the 30-page uh, uh, Butcher of Anderson Station. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun little read. It's tiny, but it it definitely introduces a universe, which the thing I enjoy most about the universe is that it's, you know, it's there's no real crazy kind of alien-human relationship that needs to be explained within it, and it's kind of steeped within a, a somewhat realistic world, so it's not faster than light travel, and, you know, there isn't Spice and Museum Fremen and all that kind of stuff. It's, oh. it's, it's fairly, I mean, as awesome as Dune is. I, I think this series is fantastic, but I also haven't read, you know, a sci-fi book in the last couple of years. Yeah. Less than a minute, and we have our first... Uh, it's a fun throwback to, like... Uh, hard sci-fi before you really needed like a grad degree in physics to understand what's going on. Like there is, it's not uh, it's not super light, but it's uh, it's it's a pretty fun beach read. Well, I'm sounding convinced, and uh, we got about a minute in with our first Dune reference. Who had that in the pool? Uh, I think me. I think I think Brian had it. So the next uh, next word goes to Brian. Uh, where are you at this week, my wizard? Uh, right now I'm still uh, reading a, uh, a book called Trance, and it's a superhero book, but I sort of figured out, uh, based on the reviews uh, on the inside of the cover, that it's also a romance book. It's my first romance novel. It's a, uh, it's a romance novel and a superhero story. It's about a girl, she's trained to be a superhero, and then all of a sudden all the superheroes in the world are either killed or they have their powers taken away. And then she jumps ahead 15 years later, and she's working at a dive bar, and she gets her powers back. But all of a sudden, she's way more powerful than she was before. Um, so far, it's been a pretty fun book. Um, if you haven't read a romance novel before, 
they uh, have really dirty sex in it, uh, but without actually using the words penis or vagina. So I'm, I'm actually, I think this will not be my last romance novel. I could tell you for sure, every time I've had sex, I've never used the word penis or vagina. Really? Yeah. Having sex now. And by the way, Brian, that thing is called the Milky Oasis. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next. All right, Drew, what words do you usually use during sex? And where are my wizards at with you this week? My wizards are all over the place. Um, I've done everything from reading some Roald Dahl to catching up with some graphic novels. I read Joe the Barbarian. Oh, which yeah. Which I thought was not as great as I was hoping. That's and, where... Yeah, no, it was, you know, it was Morrison. But the story was very much beat for beat what you would expect from, I don't know, maybe a dozen other authors, and that's the problem. I thought Grant Morrison was supposed to be different. And yeah. The art was great. And then uh, I've been spending the rest of my time watching cartoons. So I just finished book two of Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. And I have seen up to that, but it was such a long time ago, I totally forgot everything. So I'm enjoying that. And I'm also watching uh, the second season of Ghost in the Shell uh, standalone complex show, which I can't recommend enough to anyone who likes anime, anyone who likes science fiction. Yeah. Who loves the the human robot, you know, uh, blurring of lines. And it's, uh, it's like great the, animation, great story. Like those machines uh, that have sex with women on that, that website. Yeah. Which which website is that again? I believe it's called the Fucking Machines? I can't remember. How, how's it spelled? Is there a, is there a pass? Sorry. I don't think so. Okay, I'll, but I'll, I'll check it out later. Picture a robot um, that's designed to have sex with a beautiful lady. Uh, as long as they hold still, you know, it's, there's no romance or anything. Does it look like Brian? I'm never going to let my parents listen to this. <laughs> it kind of looks like one of those, um, you know, those uh, those things that, that fell up from under the ground? Like a big pumper jack. There's like a, a wheel and there's pistons. and. Uh, so, so not to divert the, our course here, but I did watch the first season of uh, Standalone Complex. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, a number of years ago, and I, I do remember enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, the second season gets even crazier. You nice. Read, uh, the manga, they do a really good job of, even though the stories are totally different, they'll, they'll just steal little elements from the manga that'll show up in the uh, the series. So it's great. I, uh, I gotta say, check it out. All right. That's yeah, that's good. If it's anything as good as a movie, uh, it'll be on my list. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we've come down to me. I've been uh, my wizards are at. I've been rereading Scott Lynch's uh, Gentleman Bastards. I don't know. I think he calls it a sequence instead of a series. It's really good fantasy series books. It's basically uh, con artists in this uh, quasi medieval, I guess, more Renaissance kind of setting. Um, but you know, there's some little bit of magic and crazy alchemical and alchemy and weird bizarre chemistry made up but uh excellent books strong and dialogue and great little sneaky plot twists um this is the author who is one of those guys infamous for kind of pushing his third book in the series back about three years so i'm thrilled to see that it's supposed to be coming out uh, right at the beginning of september finally unless that's another one of his dirty lies of Amora. anyway he's like really depressed right now about something. This is the guy who like will give no, George R. Martin no time to to, to travel to Comic Con. Literally, he Scott, wants the new book. Scott Lynch is like a young man, though. You know, like if you if you think about it, George R. R. Martin is uh, ninety seven. Yeah, he's an old pirate. He's like he's like he's trying to he's trying to live like Chris Farley did. He's <laughs> he's just slightly younger than his beard is. <laughs> as far as I can tell, but uh, you know, yeah, Scott Lynch. I, I feel sorry for him the same way I feel really sorry for Kurt Cobain. You know, just haul yourself off of your, like, electric blanket and your Snuggie and just finish writing my book, please. Is that too much to ask? Andrew, yes. Andrew Henry is a Cobain fan. What? Things. Oh, I'm really a fan. I kind of, uh, you know, a successful person who doesn't have to have another job. They just get to do what they supposedly love for a living, and then uh, everyone loves their work, and then they get really upset for some reason. Well, it's, it's interesting not to take <clears throat> I mean, I'm no psychologist. <laughs> not to take this off, but I'm currently reading uh, Stephen King's On Writing, which I believe he wrote in 97 or thereabouts. Whoa. And he kind of talks a bit about his 
you know, years as a drug addled, you know, he was doing a ton of cocaine and just drinking his face off. Yeah. And he's basically like, look, you know, for all the authors and artists out there, we use that kind of as the excuse. They romanticize drug addiction as being, you know, the staple of their artistic merit. He's like, fuck it, that's stupid. You yeah. know, you can write without it. You can produce without it. That's William S. Burroughs how that turned out for him. Yeah. His wife. Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually in a band called Change Methodical, and I feel, and you can look this up, we're on myspace.com, slash, slash Change Methodical, and uh, like, I feel like our best stuff was when we were definitely sober. I'd have to agree with at least the bass lines, yes. The yes. live show. Well, unfortunately, your best stuff was when everyone else was drunk, the crowd. No. How it, no. I, I'm sure your band was great, even we're, though... We're also on purevolume.com. Uh, you won't find them on the internet anywhere ever. But uh, let's move along now to, uh, as everyone knows, it's summertime. And for about the 14th summer in a row, there's a crap ton of comic book movies that have come out. Specifically, the big three this year are the Avengers movie, starring everyone. And uh, we also have the amazing Spider-Man starring that hottie and uh, the British guy who's playing Spider-Man. Who, I thought you know, he was the hottie. Oh, Monty Python, right? Which one? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, All of Monty Python is Peter Parker. He's the, the Spider-Man who hates Mondays and eats lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the third superhero movie just opened last week or a couple days ago would be Batman the Dark Knight Rises, which I think only two of us here have seen. So I'm going to remind Brian, no spoilers, please. But uh, Guys, guys, okay. Spoiler alert. Batman is some way connected to Brute Wayne. Bruce Wayne. I said Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne? Like, as in the Wayne Foundation, Bruce Wayne? Yeah, okay. So, I haven't seen uh, that new Spider-Man movie, and I probably won't. So I'm just going to assume it's uh, not as good as Batman was, which was, it was a tour de force. I rather enjoyed it. I also liked how uh, it was a guy who talks like this versus a guy who talks just like that and British. So, uh... It said it was Tom Hardy, but it, it should have been Jason Statham, I think. <laughs> Just for going for the vocal things. I know, I kind of like it. What, what's your verdict, Brian? On a scale from to ten, where do you uh, put Batman? <laughs> uh, well, I guess the, the medium would be like... So I'd give it probably like a... Uh, That's, that was not helpful at all. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I, I liked it. Um, I, I feel like... You know, like, I really liked it when I watched it. You know, for these two and uh, three-quarter-hour movies, usually I get kind of bored about, like, one hour into them. Yeah, yeah. But I, I found that I wasn't bored at all. Uh, I enjoyed sort of the action and the, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see a bit more of uh, Bruce Wayne kind of interacting with the public, which you don't really get to see in the other movies. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I haven't measured the screen time, I think Bruce Wayne is actually in the movie more than Batman is. I thought I thought he was an amazing character in um, as Adam Jensen in Dave Sex Human Revolution. Just thought I put it out there. Uh, yeah. The Batman <laughs> in Dave Sex. Excellent guy. So, but uh, I don't know. Like the more I think, like I, I, since we have a spoiler embargo, uh, I can't really talk this much about it. But there's like a whole bunch of things that bug me about it now. Now that I think about it, typical, typical. typical. Uh, like for instance. Uh, I don't know how to do this without spoilers. This is the part where Batman gets beaten up. And no, 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 no. The, the way you do it without spoilers is you don't say it. Uh, it's you know what? It's not worth it's not worth the viewers. Okay, well, is there anything that bugged you, Andrew? <laughs> uh, I don't know about bugged me. I guess the the length of it, and uh, there's a, a few too many characters, and uh, I wasn't wasn't clear which characters were supposed to be important or not. Like there's like four major characters who are in the police. Squad and uh, you know none of them are hardly any of them are like real Batman canon characters. So I'm trying to figure out who the hell they're supposed to be or like what their motivations could be and if there's going to be a betrayal or anything. And I don't know what's going on. But uh, Andrew, do you find yeah. that that's a like? Are we at the point now where when ma- people are making new characters in superhero movies, we're like, I'm so confused. Who is this character? What 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 comic yep. is he from? It, exactly, it's uh, you might as well just make a, a whole new movie with uh, just just a guy who wears a, a black outfit. <laughs> they, called, they, they tried that, and uh, scary. it was called Darkman, and it was terrible. <laughs> I love Darkman, so good. I mean, I love Sam Raimi. I, I got a quick question though. Having not seen it, and 
honestly, I've kind of been on media blackout, not for any real reason that I, I really care either way, just because I, I don't know, I've been out in the bush for like the last six months, but just from like the, the brief trailer I've seen of it, is the sense of scale or, or scope of the movie kind of beyond Chris Nolan's first two where, you know, there, there is a sense of realism of, yeah, it's a dude with a lot of money who fights a lot and beats people up. And from what I've seen briefly of the trailers, there's like crazy crap blowing up everywhere. And it yeah. looks just like, is this more into the unrealistic superhero kind of movie or does it still kind of straddle that line? Uh, well, that's one uh, thing. Right, hold on. Spoiler alert. Maybe. Thanks, Fred. Uh, insightful comment, Brian. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of interesting what he's been doing with like the concept of the Batman villains like i think christopher nolan's whole thing was trying to make it as realistic as possible while still being you know a fairly ridiculous comic concept so he's taking these batman villains and i could say the joker is a really good example from the second movie you know of of an insane man who holds a town hostage threatens to blow up a hospital and then actually does that's the kind of thing that could possibly happen in real life but you know it never would I, I think Bane does similar things in the third movie. So it's maybe Christopher Nolan's way of taking these impossible Batman villains. You know, he's definitely got a, a dastardly plan. And, you know, there'll be a, a ticking time bomb in the city. You know, he's not tiring you to a, a giant typewriter or anything. Or acid teacup. That would be awesome, though. That would be awesome. But this uh, it feels it's a good balance of realistic and implausible at the same time. Like, I, I, I think I know what you're talking about, Brett. Like, watching the trailer, you sort of, like, wonder how you can, like, sort of cram everything that you're seeing, like, into the movie and make it cohesive. And it actually, I would say it is, like, pretty cohesive. And I'm not, you're not left, like, kind of uh, wondering, like, why did they explain this or that? Like, I feel like it's, like, kind of wrapped up really nicely. Um, except for these little things I want to talk about, but you guys won't let me. Well, Don't worry about it, Was it better than The Avengers? Oh, yeah, easily. That's the other thing. Who's, uh, have you guys all seen The Avengers? I have not. I have not. And have you seen any of these movies? No. Do you, do you give them all a pfft or maybe like a pfft? I, I don't care if there's a Avengers spoilers, though. I'll just say that. Yeah. The, the Avengers win. There there you go. They win the fight. There you go. Oh. Spoiler. Sorry, Nathan. Oh, uh, yeah. I know you're counting on that. Yeah. I thought given that the Avengers was written by Joss Whedon that he was going to kill off at least one of them. <laughs> like, no. they talk about being a leaf on the wind and then, like, that's it for him. Probably the world. Uh, well, I I didn't like the Avengers. I felt like sort of like the, there was like this. They spent like fifteen minutes with like all the heroes just being really passive aggressive to each other. And uh, they were kind of whiny bitches. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I I was just kind of bored. Like there's like they you know, like they're uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just like too character driven. I think. Ryan's a plot guy. He, he doesn't understand emotion. <laughs> Who needs emotion when you're, you're a chill? You're a plot guy. <laughs> I'm, raising a, I'm raising a child. I don't need emotion. Also, am I wrong thinking that Hawkeye would have been at least way more effective with a gun of some kind? No, How? everyone could shoot a gun. Man, it, he would have been more effective if he had a canoe paddle he could run around hitting people with. The real question is, would the movie have been better if it had Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher in it? Unequivocally, yes. Every movie is better with Snipes nice as Blade <laughs> and Luke and Luke Gossett Jr. as Blade. And, and Howard the Duck. Why don't they bring back Howard yeah. the Duck? Oh, yeah, that movie was excellent. I didn't. I have no idea what's with that character. He's, he's from space, right? He's an alien duck. Yeah, he doesn't yep. wear pants. Clears up. Well, surprising no one. Uh, we seem to be unanimous that Batman is the best. I, I think it's obvious he could win a fight against all those other movie franchises. Andrew, say it properly. I think Batman could beat everyone up in the rest of those movie franchises and then have a big bottle of fixed NyQuil. Avengers, <laughs> Avengers is not a movie. It's a trailer for Batman. Uh, yes. I'm going to edit out that joke. It was like... <laughs> yeah. edit, edit out all the jokes. You don't was that meant to be a joke, Brian? <laughs> no, it was they, a joke. Social commentary. Safety words, wobbles. <laughs> so moving along briskly now to our fantasy update. Uh, Brian, you've got a couple news stories for us. All What's right. In the words of excitement. All Hit right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I like how I told everybody that we're not to talk over each other. I just did that like ten times in a row. All right, story number one. Neil Gaiman announces new Sandman prequel story with J.H. Williams III doing the art. Uh, yeah. What this means, he, he's, he's talked about it. He says he's going to explain why the Sandman got caught in a jar at the beginning of the... Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. The Sandman gets caught in a jar in the first issue of Sandman. 
What? We know why. It's in the first issue of Sandman. <laughs> oh, no, you find out what he was doing right before he got caught. He was hanging out. Yeah, he was, like, ordering a pizza yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Nathan, have you read uh, Sandman? No. Oh man! Maybe, maybe yeah, I gotta say, uh, the more maybe this will be my stick for the uh, the podcast. I just don't really know anything about fantasy. I like it. Yeah, this is more of a uh, you know this is pretty much the most fantasy comic I can even think of, other than the Dragonlance adaptation. Oh, I I wish I'd read that. Don't forget, it's a solid two down from me. Forgotten Realms is better. And we're back and. Uh, Fortunately, uh, we have replaced our panelist, Nathan Taylor, with a computer. Isn't that right? Yes. You are correct. I have been replaced by a computer version of myself. Thank you for having me on this show. Okay, so we've got Nathan uh, with the computer, but uh, we probably won't ask him too many questions now. So he loses out. Uh, We have our final, uh, one of our last final news stories Brian, you something about uh, Avatar Legend of Korra, is that right? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, Avatar Legend of Korra, the amazing uh, animated Nickelodeon TV show, has been extended from two seasons to four full seasons, so we can finally find out the secret of, oh wait, the result of everything from the first season and the season finale. Yeah, right, what's left? Uh, maybe they'll have a, a new, a, f- a fifth element who's uh, uh, is a hot French girl. I think the fifth element is going to be the return of Mustache Guy. Who was the lieutenant to Amon? He's like the second in command, dude, and he's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's the guy that uh, hits you in the nipples with lightning sticks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Which element is bloodbending then? Isn't that the fifth element? Didn't they actually uh, already have a fifth element? Uh, no, well, sorry. Cat, catch up to us when you've watched season three, but it's actually waterbending. Uh, yeah. You know, water, blood and water, same thing. Maybe, pretty- they'll, have, maybe they'll have like uh, carbon, carbon bending? Carbon's an element. How about, about soul bending? Boom. Ooh, boom. How, Man, if this soul bending, uh, Al Davis is in trouble. How about argon bending? That's one of my favorite elements. Or like boner bending. Or uh, silicon bending. Wow. Boner bending is blood bending. Can I say that earth, I'd like to say that earth bending would be friggin' awesome to have as an archaeologist. Uh, probably. Me being one. And it'd be awesome. Or, you know, just to have it and you don't have to be an archaeologist anymore. You could uh, like go on the road. Yeah. Earth bender. Yeah. Yeah. Touche. Just uh, look for diamonds. That's what I would do. <laughs> Go to Africa and come back with some ice. Yeah, blood diamonds. So we're all excited. Uh, hit it or quit it, guys. Legend of Korra. We're all going to hit that, right? I'd hit that. Hit it. Hit it up. Hit it up. Cartoon character of the young lady with superpowers. I think she's of age. I mean, I think she's like 14. I think she's like 20. Other than uh, the the sexy rabbit from Space Jam, Brian, who's your your sexiest cartoon character? Oh, Gadget from Rescue Rangers, without oh, a doubt, man. Totally, she's like, she's like brainy. She can fix stuff. She's not a human. She like wears a glow. Shut up. She's like an animal. She's tiny. Brian does love furries, so. Hello. It's gotta be Belle from Beauty and the Beast. She likes books. She loves oh, yeah. books. She loves books. She loves oh, books. she's all right. I she's, it, but, but she's also a furry though. Who's that really annoying singing chick in uh, Robotech? Ming Mei? Yeah, Ming Mei. Min Mei, Min Mei. Yeah. yeah. That's my answer. Man. I, uh... How about Nathan? Nathan, what was what, what was your, uh... What, what cartoon crush did you have? I have spilt a liter of Mountain Dew on Virtual Nathan, and he will not be answering any more questions for this podcast. Oh, okay, well, bye, Nathan. Mustache guy. Oh, comical. Uh, the fun we have with virtual Nathan. Um, man, I don't even know who I would pick. Uh, probably I'd go for Jessica Rabbit. Nice. Cartoon, cartoon Christina Hendricks, basically. You're a tits guy, I know. I mean, everything. She's got everything. Man, she's got legs. As she's far got- as I know, though, she might not have one eye. Beautiful. How do you feel about girls with, with no depth perception, Andrew? Uh, I feel like that is a huge plus for me. They wonder how big the penis actually is. Exactly. What? What? And then, you know, she thinks she's far away from it, and then there you go, her other eyes been poked out. Boom! <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait for my mom to hear this. Um, okay, yeah. next news story. All ebooks from Tor, the publisher, are now DRM-free. Whatever. Awesome. Fantastic. Hit it. Hit it. Sign me up! 
Okay, I'm quick, a quick, one who's confused about this. Isn't don't they have libraries now? Like this is a good thing. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't need to be really discussed a lot. I don't think. But DRM free stuff is good. Yes. If good old games or GOG has taught us anything. I mean, it's I don't know if it's necessarily been proven within the industry that DRM free models are protecting the the intellectual property of these things. I mean, it's well, well, well. You know, games is one thing. I mean, uh, I wonder how many of these authors are going to get a, a penny from this because, like, GOG is giving money back to the creators, aren't they? But but putting it to DRM-free and now to selling through DRM-free websites doesn't take away anything from the books other than a code that, or whatever it is, a key. A key. Well, I mean, it's not, it it's not like selling it anymore, like... Well, it makes it, it makes it you know people who are too dumb to like download illegal books from BitTorrent are now now able just to like copy it from their friends without like uh, you know without having to work for their pirating, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I I can't imagine considering how many people pass around books anyway. Like it should make a huge difference. I, I don't think it will. It's it's a huge huge detriment to consumers. It's it's buying something without ever actually owning it. Uh, I know Comixology. All that stuff is tons of DRM. Yeah, you don't own anything. You don't own a even a, a you don't own a file copy that you can just put wherever you want, and you're buying it. To hold hold on, Andrew's probably wondering what Comixology is. <laughs> I I have assume it's like the the science of reading comics. It's an, it's an application yeah. where you can uh, comic books on your. I like audience. Andrew's answer. That was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too. All right, I, well, think, I think we're all in agreement that DRM sucks. I have technology yeah. from last century. I've I have a computer given to me by Nathan, not virtual Nathan, actual Nathan. It's uh, you know it's ten years old. I think it can run solitaire, probably maybe Plants vs Zombies. <laughs> Plants vs Zombies is like the oldest game you can think of. Minesweeper. Yeah. Well, Space but, West One. Oh, tech. Oh, Space West One is pretty classic. Except for you die just by walking in the wrong part of the screen. Christ. Uh, anyway, last news story, Brian. What do you have for us? All right, final news story. Uh, apparently, uh, the new Star Trek TV show could be animated. The reason it could be animated is because uh, apparently the rights holders for Star Trek, I think it's Paramount, are worried about uh, the TV show cannibalizing interest from the movie. So what they want to do is they want to make it animated so people won't stay at home watching the TV show instead of going out to the theater and watching the movie, apparently. What, wouldn't you do both? And this is going to be CGI. This won't be Western animation, probably. Are you serious? Oh, I'm sure it'll be CGI. Oh, man, I didn't even think, think about, about it. Oh, I don't on. want to see CGI Star Trek. It's going to be, what, it's be like reboot Star yeah, exactly. Trek. Exactly. It's going to be like It's going to be CGI anyway, so might as well make the whole thing CGI. What I want to see is I want to see a new Star Trek Next Generation movie. I want to see Fat Data, and I want to see their explanation for Fat Data. That would be amazing. Ha- have they mentioned, like, what... Star Trek this is? Is it Abrams' multiverse universe? Um, uh, I don't know. We all read the article that I linked to in our yes. Sure did. Um, they don't have any concrete plans as far as I could tell from which one they're doing. I, uh, Thanks for reading the article, Andrew. <laughs> so, I, I did. I Thanks. know. I, none of us did. Oh. Well, yeah, it doesn't say. That's why you guys are the panelists and uh, I'm not. But... Um, I, th- I think it would be a good idea because then uh, Shatner could conceivably come back and play Kirk again. Uh, no, they can get Billy West for that. That'd be Why awesome. Shatner just die already? Oh, come on. He's an actual treasure. What's wrong with Shatner? He's an amazing musician. Oh. Just done. Just spawn. I was done with him after TJ Hooker. I am done. <laughs> I was <laughs> done with him after Rescue 911. Come on, man. Just retire. <laughs> I was done with him after uh, Sequest. I was done at Priceline.com. And that's Michael Ironside. And that's Jonathan Francis. Oh, suicide. Oh, man. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, do you remember he killed himself? Yeah, I heard about that. He he dated uh, 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 Will Smith's sister in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's right. And he was all over Tiger Beat, Teen Bop, and uh, Hot Young Male Teen. Oh well, well, well respected peer peer reviewed journals. I always thought that last one was a, was a very obscure adult magazine. <laughs> you know, for like the discerning Indian man 
who like. Oh, it's, it's kind of like Tiger style, published by Wu Tang. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, hey guys, here's the thing. Okay, the, 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 I, mean, I think the I, best I, example for uh, this new Star Trek animated show would be Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Yeah. So, given that, how would how do you guys feel about the new Star Trek movie, TV show? Hit it. I'll hit it for a few episodes. I'd uh, well, I'd definitely watch it at least one. I might download it. I know I would rather have it live action with a, with a whole new cast uh, set like in the future past next generation. You know, not a reboot. A la the well rumored um, George Lucas Star Wars oh. TV show. Yeah, isn't it? Was he going to make it like like Breaker High basically? But yeah. it's, <laughs> God, I would kill for more Breaker oh, High. Man. He's he's like giving up. He's just going to have like a Star Wars game show. Okay, I'm going to edit that joke out later. Wasn't <laughs> Seth Ryan Gosling in Breaker High? Yeah. Yes, he was. Oh, man. I know he was in my uh, dreams. Ew. This is our shameless pandering to our female fan. She will very much appreciate our Ryan Gosling shout-out. Andrew, I got bad news. Bubbles just left the room. Oh, oh damn it. So long, female fan. Okay, our, our one cat listener is gone. So in that case, we're going to jump straight ahead to our main event. The Star Trek Drafts. This is where we go back and forth, and uh, we each pick a, doesn't even necessarily a character, it can be a character, a vehicle, even a spatial anomaly. Um, I'm going to draw the line at something uh, incredibly way too powerful. You know, I, I think you'll uh, kind of pick up the rules as you go along, just metamorphosize them in your brains here. And uh, virtue of who gets to go First, oh, first I have to cross virtual Nathan off this thing. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad he's not here. Last time we tried to do this one, we tried to pick, like, a time-traveling trope. <laughs> that was his choice? I'm taking. <laughs> oh, he's the bomb for that one. Oh, crap. Okay. Well, uh, okay, everybody, um, we'll start. Uh, pick a number between 1 and 10. <laughs> I'm going to let Brett go first. Aw, oh, sweet daddy Shabazz. Brett, you have first pick. All right, my first pick is my all-time favorite thing ever from Star Trek, and that is Spock's evil beard from the classic episode Mirror, Mirror. Oh, Mirror, Spock. Evil yep. Spock. Oh, his beard. Just oh, his beard. Just the beard. Okay. It's a goatee, I think. Just Fair enough. Just to make sure we're not... In case someone drafts Riker's beard later on. <laughs> okay, Spock goatee is the first... I don't know I said in case. He's, not, he's not even evil, though. He's, like, good. He's not evil. He's yeah, evil. but he, he's pretty damn sexy. He's logical. All right. It's coldly logical. <laughs> Next choice uh, goes to Brian for my arbitrarily chosen uh, order here we have. All right, guys, I'm going to pick the legend, um, the epic legend, uh, Chief O'Brien. Oh, Brian! Ooh, the glue man. That's the glue guy. Dude, he holds he holds things together. He uh, he hates young people. Mm-hmm. He's Scottish. He's Irish. Irish. Oh man, invalidated pick. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna cross that one off my list. He's from the greatest Star Trek TV show of ever of all time. DS9, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine. Call him English. And, oh, you uh, mean Hell on Wheels? And if I could flick you in the taint over the internet, I would. It's best Star Trek show ever. Yeah, right. I, I will put any of them except for Enterprise up against DS9. They're the second worst. Well, that Andrew, matter. you're so wrong. Andrew, you're an idiot. Oh man, it? this uh, Brian's you gotta stop, uh, you gotta stop Brian's to... basement studio hates you right now. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Oh. Boo. Sorry, everything's brown and they never fucking go anywhere. You they don't have to go anywhere. Place. Stories come from inside. Yeah, it's just like a soap opera. <laughs> Thrilling. Next pick goes to Drew Thomas. Your oh. first pick. I draft the trope where they explain something very complicated in a very simple manner. Ooh. A.K.A. the thing that holds the show together. You do get analogies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, thanks, thanks for that. I never would have known what it was called. <laughs> Perfect. So, is it is it kind of like when you... Uh, Explain a complicated concept by by using a, a simple concept like uh, like you know, chair, stop sign instead of telling people to stop. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it's kind of like when you try to explain to someone who's an idiot that Deep Space Nine is good and they think that it isn't. Ooh, but yeah, like, like, like come on, the show's amazing. Worf's kid. Alexander, he's, he's only in one episode. Yeah, to be fair, he's in a lot of TNG. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that kid. Is- and he uh, 
he looks kind of like what Sarah Palin's youngest kid is going to grow up to look like. Oh, oh. that is me. Michael Dorn was the dad. Nice. Well played, Dorn. Well played. Uh, Andrew Congratulations on your waterhead baby. The wussiest <laughs> Klingon in the entire universe. Uh, my first pick, I'm, uh, I'm going to boldly pick motherfucking Jean-Luc Picard. Mm. Best captain in the whole series. Wrong. He does thing, and he knows Shakespeare. I don't know what else you want from him. Uh, that's good in my books. He's not the best fighter. Like, whenever he has to punch someone, he kind of gets his butt kicked. Um, Are we doing three rounds, or can we do four rounds now that Nathan's not here? I suppose we could. It will oh. affect my draft strategy. I just want to know right now. Okay, yes, let, we'll do four. Okay. Uh, Drew is furiously addressing his draft board as we speak. Yeah. Reworking everything. <laughs> You're going down, Drew. As soon as Jean-Luc Picard went off the board... Everything had to be redone. <laughs> well, I can't believe you idiots didn't pick him first, fourth pick. I the analogy's so good, though. I thought he'd be there next time. Andrew, it's a snake draft, so you get the next pick. Ooh, do I? Yeah. That's right. And I, I mean, of course I knew that. I'm the host. <laughs> I'm on top of this shit. Um, my next pick is actually going to be the Doctor, the holographic Doctor. Oh, he he's, a, he's pretty one-dimensional. For someone who complains that DS9 goes nowhere, the doctor literally stays in the medical hospital for the first two seasons. Uh, you clearly haven't watched... Yeah, first two seasons, whatever. Then he gets the uh, holographic committer and he gets to go anywhere. And no, no, he gets a... Uh, see, he saves a shit more than anyone else in the entire series. Hey, guys, get it. Oh, sorry. Uh, fun fact, both of Andrew's picks have the word Picard in their name. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah, like uh, ri- like the doctor. Picardo. The, yeah, uh, Picardo is the guy who played the doctor. The actual. Oh, yeah, uh, look, I've got a thing for the Baldies. So, so Red Dwarf hologram or Voyager hologram? Ooh, I'll take Rimmer over the doctor. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the doctor. I'll, I'll take Rimmer. I assume his name is a nickname on his special skills, and I'd like to keep him around if you know what I mean. Why? Because he's a doctor? Uh, no, because he'll rim me. Okay. Keep up, Brian. I'm, I'm going to pick alternate universe rumor where, you, like, you know, he smokes me because he'll be back for breakfast. So. Well, well, but it's, it's, we're... Wait, I'm, I'm drafting. <laughs> we're going... I draft... Through. Captain Benjamin Sisko, not Commander oh, Benjamin nice, Sisko. Nice. Um, you can just you, you can just take Sisko, period. Nope. I want Sisko with goatee and shaved head, none other. Okay, well, you can specify that, but, I mean, no one's allowed to pick young Sisko now. That's why I said Captain Sisko. Okay, Captain, Captain Cisco. Right, uh, Brian, number one. All right, Andrew, can you boot up Nathan again? Because he's going to get real angry when I pick this one. What's that? I'm picking uh, Barkley! Oh, you oh! fucker! Nice. Brian Snakes Barkley, the most desired pick, Dude, apparently. You stole my Barkley. Now, is it Charles Barkley or Reginald uh, Barkley? Oh, Charles. Tough, tough. Space Charles Barkley? Come oh, on. man. Like, from space? Damn. I will like space at. opinions he'd have. And all the space things. Yeah, he would like, say. Man, man, space basketball, all the players are dumb, and everyone's broke. <laughs> okay, so uh, Brian has picked Mad Murdoch. Brett, we're back to you. I'm gonna have to go with the Planet Cestus Three. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Which was the planet in dispute between the Gorn Empire and the Federation. Wow. Oh, <laughs> I, you know what? I thought that was the gangster planet for a second. I almost thought it was a good pick. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on, like, you know, the Gorn fought Kurt. Gunpowder stuff. Yeah, drafted Kirk or the Gorn. I mean, so no, it's this three man because that's full of Gorns. Right. That's an outpost. Right, you got to stop getting your picks from your dad. <laughs> Brian, this is how I roll. Okay, so um, you pick a, a shitty planet. All right, yep. just can write down Gorn uh, outpost. Okay, man, you you guys have lost me on this one. Back to Brian, number one. Oh, sorry, but, yeah, sneak style. Well, I'm going to go have to go with the black tar that killed Tashi R at the end of the first season Ooh. of TNG that was also called Armus, I believe. Skin of evil. Okay, it's going to be evil. bastard. Oh, man. Okay, here, here's... Uh, I'm going to pick... Uh, oh, sorry, is it my pick yet, Andrew? Lines, I believe. He's their spokesperson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, let's go wash off some ducks after this. I feel guilty. Poor <laughs> Tashi Yar. If only they had some detergent. It was her own fault. She wanted to go, uh, you know, do stuff like Pet Cemetery. Uh, yeah, she And did. launch her movie career. Man, that was a good one. You know, I was, I was, I was actually looking her up on Wikipedia the other day, and uh, part of, of her movie career was doing documentaries on Star Trek fans. Called <laughs> Trekkies. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, anyway. Yeah, she. Uh, I'm sure she still gets. All right, Brian. Cheers. Back to Brian. Go ahead. All right, uh, my pick is going to be Jordy's visor. Um, oh, you snaked my pick, Brian. <laughs> visor. Uh, because I don't know. It. it uh, Jordy's visor is good for looking at stuff, and uh, I don't know. It had the underwear mode. As a young man, back when I was like eight years old or whatever, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. Although I was very confused about how he could actually see. Did, did Brian draft nostalgia? Did I miss that one? <laughs> it, it hurts him all the time. Like it yeah, it's a weakness. It's not a, a strength. They haven't even cured blindness in the future. I know, they suck. Bitch, please. And even when he sees it, he can't see colors or anything. He sees, like, UV light. And the, the episode where they, like, they, really good. They, they set this amazing technology where they can see through Jordy's visor, and no one knows what the fuck they're looking at the whole time. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's, that's a person. Oh, God. Uh, my pick? Yes. I dropped the Futurama episode of Star Trek. Nice, the Star nice. Trek Futurama episode. Oh. Very Everything therein. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, I will actually allow that. Uh, that technically falls within the Star Trek universe. This is awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, we're coming back to me. I am going to... Uh, I'm going to draft Evil Moriarty from the holodeck. Nice. Oh, well done. Um, not just because he's Moriarty, and he is, but because he is uh, someone programmed to be a match for Data. So it's uh, someone who's even smarter than Data, and he's a hologram, so he can never die. You know, cool. unless you- just because he's smarter than Data doesn't mean he can't make a mistake or two. Just uh, I don't think they make a mistake. I think they have to like cheat and reprogram him to beat well, him. Well, yeah, in the end, he does lose. Just saying, you know, like they they trap him in a little box, and they put him in there. They trap him in an infinite universe that he gets to be the god of. Yeah. I'll take that. It's a Matrix debate over again. He's like a <laughs> cipher. <laughs> a classic sci-fi movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, and it's my pick again. Uh, I already picked the holodeck. Uh, I'm going to pick um, that, uh, what's what's his, um, the crappy little, uh, the Bullions. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the bullion who cuts everyone's hair. Miss mm, Mott. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Mott. Yeah, he's pretty rad. What's the, is that from TNG? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just because we might need a stylish haircut, even though I've picked all bald people so far. Yeah, he's the only one who Picard trusts with his hair. Moriarty yeah. wasn't bald. Yeah, Moriarty was not bald. Really? Yeah. No. So that pick's invalidated because you, you you went off. But not Mott. Oh. um... I, was no, uh, I got his name mixed up. Um, I really want to pick. I'm going to go against myself and pick someone from DS9. I'm going to pick Morn. Morn, nice. nice. Oh, is that you? Got confused. Okay, I got. Sorry. Yeah, Morn, the uh, the guy who's a uh, analogous to Norm from Cheers. <laughs> it is literally why he's in this show. He's a guy who always hangs out at the bar, just like Morn. Norm used to, but he's called Morn. Uh, it's really funny. Okay, we're back up to Drew. Going back up. Uh, I will draft all the hot women that held the Dax symbiote. Oh, nice. Uh, you, you cannot draft a group of people for a, for a thing. You have what to pick I one. drafted a planet that had a group of people Yeah, you drafted on it. a planet. You don't had everyone a host on it. Dude, if anything, he's, like, he's limited. Like, you know, he could draft, like, both genders. Maybe there was more than two, actually. I, I specifically, yeah. I thought I, I labeled it pretty specifically to the hot women. So, Ezri and Jadzia. Yeah, okay. So you get... That's a creative Dax. way to get both of them. Fine. All right. Nice. We'll let you cheat. You'll pick the Dax ladies. I got the vids. Back up. Who are you adding to your shitty roster of failures? I'm going to pick uh, the myth, the legend, literally, Kalos! Or Kalos? Kalos. Kalos, the, the Klingon god of war, I think? No. Uh, is that the guy who comes back and he's, like, cloned? Yeah. Do you draft that guy, Brian? I draft or do you draft the myth? I draft the myth. Okay. He, he like, you know, like, because they, don't they yell his name and stuff when they're, like, fighting? And... Oh, God, they masturbate to his image. Well, yeah, there you go. Warrior masturbation, sorry. You can, if you control the masturbation, you control the race. Um, I, I guess so. What kind of race is it? Like, to see who can jerk off the fastest? Uh, uh different race. Yeah, different race. Uh, toast? Human race? Yeah, the human race. Klingon race? All right, that's it. I'm out. No, no, last last pick for Brett. Last last pick for Brett. 
Okay, I, I was originally going to go with the, um, you know, the parasites. That since you know my Barkley thing got stolen, I wanted to do the parasites that Barkley kind of went crazy over. But I may need a little help. What what is the Spock blood rage thing that he goes here? Where he gets all horny and stuff. Oh, oh and- the. Uh- the Gom Jabbar annoyed that's dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something tense or something like that, yeah. I don't have my Star Trek encyclopedia next to me. Yeah, I don't have my nitpick. All right, so, so I don't know what that is, so I'm going with Worf's giant forehead in the first oh, maybe second season. Worf Dome! The one that kind of looked a little like a vagina, maybe? Yeah, a little bit. Like, but one of those tough, scratchy ones that can go through a wall. So yeah, that are Q. But no, I'll go with Worf's forehead. Q is a is a lazy bullshit game. Yeah. I'm not gonna let you do okay. that. Okay, so warps were hit. And the draft is complete. Okay, so Who wins? Right, you have um team ridiculous bad guy. So you've got a forehead and a beard, uh, a planet and a big pile of goop. As it should be. I know how to play these games, guys. So you are uh, your team is, is team Tarface World. Yeah. Brian, you've got you've got an Irishman, you've got Mad Murdoch, you have a, a visor, and you have a Klingon warrior. You sound like a uh, like a shitty uh, dance band from the eighties. Uh, so your team like visor failure. Um, That's my screamo band. Yeah, man. I. Uh, just give me the win. Just give me the win. Come on. You picked Space Analogies, uh, Captain Sisko, the Futurama episode of Star Trek, and all the hot girls who Dax has... You are all over the board. It's kind of a winner. Well, so Drew's got analogies. Would, would you? Could you argue that maybe he has the, the hipster pick? Oh, I've got the hipster. And I've, I've got a, a, a hot black man with two hot white women. Uh, uh. It's true. Come on, you'd watch it. I know you'd watch it, Andrew. I've seen I, your laptop. I know I've, you watch it. I, there's nothing I don't have on my laptop. I have like 300 gigabytes of. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> you have at least 300 gigabytes of Michael Dorn on a computer. Captain. Yeah, I have just a loop thing of him like saying Captain and then staring at me. No, I'm disappointed with myself. In what's that? Not drafting the Star Trek Next Generation porn parody, which I have seen. Which I've seen that one too. It's pretty great. That's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty. I've seen the one. They series. actually make a story. There's a whole story and everything. It's great. Andrew, I'm emailing this episode to your dad. The original one's way better because uh, Kirk actually gets to bone a, a green lady. They give someone full green lady makeup, and uh, I've kind of wanted that ever since I saw Wizard of Oz that first time. You know, <laughs> I'm not ashamed of admitting that to me. So, Drew, I don't even know what to say about yours. Your plus. Failure. How about, how, Andrew, make a make a simple analogy to explain how complex my team is. It's like um, uh, surfing on a on a space wave, and uh, something else happens. Okay, we can edit that out. Don't worry. No yeah, it needs, it needs way, it needs way more forehead. <laughs> oh, have you seen Cisco when he's bald? He's nothing but forehead. Touche. Man, this draft is kind of weak. We went from really bizarre to really obscure. Okay, so what you I've, got, uh, I've got team bald drinkers. i got Picard, the doctor, Moriarty, and uh, Morn, the guy who hangs out by the bar. I am probably the clear winner. Actually, you know what, Andrew? You have the fucking sausage fest. That's what you have. <laughs> Try drafting some other things in Star Trek other than guys with dicks. Uh, to, be fair, to be fair, mine's a pretty, you know, I've got like three dudes and a visor. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite part, three dudes in the visor. I think, well, here's what would happen if, if there's actually a shakedown. I think uh, Drew's guys would all get into arguments. I mean, he's got the entire original Star Trek cast in an episode. they got their heads. He's got a black guy. He's got two women who share, uh, like, a parasite thing, so they probably hate each other. I mean, like, girls who share a house hate each other. I can only imagine... Like, if two girls have to share a monster that knows all their thoughts, they'll probably just be arguing all the time. Oh, a monster? Well, what is it? That's, like a a, that's a real Fox News way of looking at it, Andrew. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Remember, I hate DS9. Um, Andrew, when was the last time you watched an episode of Star Trek with a girl? You mean with a cast member in it? No, like with like a girl like <laughs> sitting next to you. I've never watched an episode of Star Trek. Um, I don't know, when did I last look at the sisters? Um... 
Probably like 1997 or something. <laughs> can, can we all agree, though, that the Evil Universe original OG Star Trek cast in Mirror Mirror was the greatest thing that has ever happened to the world? Uh, For- until that same universe showed up in DS9, and it was way, way better. <laughs> evil, e- e- evil Tuvok is in it for some reason. Oh, man. Ah. E- evil Kira? Evil Ezri Dax? Oh, so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's a great one. That sounds kind e- of e- Eviler uh, Garrick? <laughs> well, well, Brian, maybe you do. Oh, why do you name us Draft Garrick? Oh, yeah, good call. Fuck. What's wrong with us? We'll have to do Deep Space Nine draft. Yeah, can we do a Deep Space Nine draft next time? No. Yeah, all right. And I, I really think we should have added a few more draftees to this one. Uh, my my guys, I think, would just, they'd all get together, um, argue about philosophy, and, uh, like, drink brandy. So uh, I would lose in a fight. I am going to go ahead and give this victory to anyone who can say anything and cling on to me right now. Bonjour. Close. Very Brian close, is the winner. All right, Brian, you are the winner of the draft. Nice. Yeah. We're, we're going to move on to our final segment here, which is uh, this one we like to call Ask the Wizards. In our wisdom uh, on this Star Trek thing, uh, there have been a lot of video games come out for Star Trek, and most of them have not been very playable. So uh, we've kind of asked each of the panelists this week to come up with the best Star Trek game that you know that they think is actually worth going through, and then another video game that you could play if you enjoy Star Trek and that kind of thing. So uh, let's let's start with Brett again. Uh, what did you have for us? Those ones um, for the Star Trek game, having never really played the original version of it, but I, I think you know we'll start with one of the most original Star Trek games ever created. It was a title called Star Trek Operations Simulator. It was a vector graphics, it was vector-based graphics game that came out in 1982, Whoa, an, an arcade game, one of the original vector games, as, as far as I know, this- and was later ported to the Atari and the Commodore, and that's where I had originally played it, and it was a pretty cool game. Okay, so Brett has picked a cave painting. <laughs> gift. I am an archaeologist. That's yeah. why I like this old shit. So I pick something that we could like conceivably find, play, and enjoy no. out there? Uh, there's Star Trek Online, which I've yet to play, but I hear kind of mixed ass. things yeah. about it. All right, well, what would you recommend for us? Uh, or actually, before that, let's uh, let's go to Brian. Uh, we'll, we'll do our Star Trek choices first, and then... Uh, wait, wait. I also got to say the uh, Williams ba- the Williams pinball game, the next Ooh. generation one, was awesome. Oh man, that is a good pick. I love that game. By the legendary uh, Steve Ritchie. They used so. to have that at the airport. Awesome. Yeah, they had it on the BC ferries when I'd cross over to Vancouver. Whatever. My it- pick is uh, I think it's called Voyager Elite Force. Uh, you, you're part of like this elite away team that gets sent down to like deal with stuff that like you know I guess like Tuvok was like easily scared or whatever, and you know Captain Janeway like couldn't do anything so. They'd send, like, this elite squad of dudes, and they would shoot stuff, and it was a lot of fun, you know, you were the, it's kind of like, uh... They were all men, though? There were no girls? Uh, there's probably what? girls in it, too. I can't remember, it's been, like, ten years since I played it, but I do, I do remember enjoying it. And it, use, it uses the Quake 3 engine, which is, <laughs> to me, like, still holds up as, like, the best video game engine of all time. Yeah, since, it's uh, all shiny and shiny. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was... Everyone, really, everyone looks like Max Headroom in it. Yeah, it looks like they're, like, being, like, glossed over with Vaseline. Yeah, everyone's head kind of looks like uh, like the butter pad in my fridge, just kind of roughly squared off. So basically, if you want to see uh, uh, Gears of War meets Star Trek, uh, Elite Force would be your game, as long as you get past the horrible graphics. If you want to see 7-9 with even more box-shaped boobs, then uh, that's for you. Oh, I forgot to draft 7! Damn. <laughs> she should have been my first pick. Oh, Andrew. That's why you got to come up with like, a draft board. Man, I give her 9 out of 9. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, that was a, that was a huge oversight. You wouldn't give her seven inches. I would oh. give her at least. That, it, would have, it would have to be my forearm. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Okay, Drew. What's your Star Trek pick? Uh, well, I'll start with the non-Star Trek. I, I've heard good things about Mass Effect. God damn it! Sci-fi Ooh. species, large world. So I'd say that's probably a great one for uh, Star Trek fans. Star Trek game, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. What? What? Winner. Moving on. I guess the whole... No Star Trek game to suggest. Sonic the Hedgehog. Everyone should play Sonic 2 a little bit more. And maybe Sonic and Knuckles. But in Sonic the Hedgehog, can you have sex with your male crew members? 
do that in Star Trek? You in Mass Effect. Well, that's the reason why Mass Effect is better than Star Trek, but I don't know. I mean, I just want to blow an alien. I think any game where you can do that is a winner, for sure. I mean, I don't want to, like, in person. It's bad I took your pick, okay? Uh, you took Brett's pick. You didn't take any of mine. My Star Trek Nemesis is the classic... <laughs> <laughs> for, for, the, for those just tuning in for the first time, Brett and Drew have never actually met before. Maybe once. Maybe, to, maybe once. There's a rumor it happened once. Yeah. Yet they hate each other. I'd have to check my Facebook. To be but. fair, I don't hate Brett per se. I just hate how everyone says I should hang out with him. Because who the fuck is Brett? Exactly. Wait. I'm me. Oh. Yeah. And, and, that's you, okay. and you are... And you would be... Me? Yeah, well, you'd have to come to his place. The guy moves around less than a sea sponge. <laughs> It'd be tough to get here. I, I, no offense, big guy. Anyway, not to interrupt me. the tide. <laughs> My my choice for best Star Trek game has got to be Star Trek 25th Anniversary, uh, a point-and-click adventure game, which is actually pretty old by now. I think they even had it for the Super Nintendo. But it had voice acting from all the original cast, and uh, you'd go on little away missions, and uh, you'd get red shirts, and there's lots of ways they could die, but you could, if you were really good, you could actually get them through the mission without killing your red shirt, and that was a huge part of it. You could also kill Sulu a whole bunch, which I love doing, too. You know. Uh, Who doesn't? Or Chekhov. I'd actually give myself a little mark every time I killed Chekhov. I'm like, yeah, I've checked off that one more time. Oh! <laughs> or or Sulu later. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna Sulu for that one. I'm, I'm gonna get uh, litigious. No, wait, that was even worse. Okay. So, Brett, do you have a replacement for Mass Effect I, now that uh, you got snaked? Yeah. Mass Effect 2. <laughs> uh, I'm about an hour or two into Mass Effect 3, and I, th- I think the series is amazing, but I'm going to have to go with the greatest... Have you gobbed off an alien yet? I'm going to have to go with the greatest space game ever made, and that's Star Control 2. Oh, Star Control! Classic. This game was like made in 1972. At it least. came up for the Abacus originally, I think. At least. At least the Abacus. Yeah. Maybe the Abacus 2. That's the one where there was something like thousands of planets programmed on, right? On every yeah, one yeah, it's like a top-down, you know, kind of space exploration. You have to, like, build up your ships, a whole bunch of different races, and that's kind of my analogy to the Star Trek things, that I've had, had a fairly fun, fleshed-out universe for that style of game. And there's a free version that you can find online called the, uh, I believe it's called the Wrath of the Urquan. It's kind of been a fan-made version of it. It's amazing. I play at least every two or three years. Hey, it's like, hey, hey guys, could you do us a favor and uh, ask the cement mixer to turn turn itself off? Wub, wub, wub. Wub, wub, wub. I, I think that's coming from way, way, way outside. We're on the 15th floor and it still showed up. Sorry sorry about that, listeners at yeah. home. Yeah, sorry for having a good microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear Edmund crying? <laughs> Brian, have you got a... What would you recommend uh, for the discerning Star Trek fan who doesn't want to play a Star Trek game? Ooh, you know, I was going to go with Space Quest V originally, uh, which is like this classic uh, point-click adventure game, uh, sort of surrealist uh, comedy, but I've decided to go pen and paper! Really? I'm going to go with Starfleet Battles. Nice. Which is this pen and paper uh, hexagonal board game uh, where I can't, I haven't played it in probably about 15 years. Hey. The first time I actually played it, I didn't even know that you actually uh, had to use a board to play it. Me and my friends would literally just take our uh, our uh, character sheets and just point them at each other and then shoot. You see, I don't know if that is a game for the discerning Star Trek fan because that requires you to have friends. Ooh. Ooh. Can I use my hero clicks on it? Can I make Galactus <laughs> fight Jolly Picard? You can. As, as a quick side note, has anyone heard, uh, it's been talked about over the last six months, the, I don't know, it's some kind of mod or program or whatever, video game that's been done, where it's basically a bunch of computers land up or linked up or whatever where they're all running individual aspects of a starship bridge. No, that sounds boring. Oh, it sounds awesome. Really? I mean, in a geeky way that I'd never actually play it, but uh, I think it's kind of neat. Isn't it? Is that like LARPing? Yeah, but it's actually like programmed, right? Like, yeah. You know. Nathan about the programming. Yeah, Nathan, what do you think of the programming? Cricket, cricket. Uh, he's as insightful as ever. Clearly. I don't understand computers. <laughs> I'm just a doctor in computers. Yeah. I work at Twitter. We sit in the hot tub and drink mimosas and pretend to work. I'm sure that's going to be him. Will you be my friend? 
On Twitter? <laughs> Do you like this post? Oh, man. My, uh, my last pick for the... Uh, we should stop saying picks because we're in a whole new segment. I should stop saying picks. A really good game if you like that kind of thing. Uh, I'm going to go with Homeworld and Homeworld oh, 2. Nice, nice, nice. Canadian, yeah. Canadian oh, as well, too. Real-time strategy game where you'd have giant ships that uh, gave birth to tiny little baby ships. You just squirt them out of your docking bay and, uh, you know, some tearing may occur if you're not careful. But then you could put them into little formations and you zoom around and collect minerals and then bomb stuff. And uh, I just talk like Picard the whole time. Drink tea and uh, yell out orders. Could you bomb? That's that's a a really good, you know, slow pace, much like Star Trek itself. And uh, I believe that comes to the end of it. Um, Our final word goes to Brett. The supposed winner of our Star Trek draft. We're going to get the Star Trek yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, you got to keep your continuity straight. So Brian won it. Did we give it to Brian? After I gave it to Brian. But as a quick side note, I've been playing an amazing game called uh, Space Pirates and Zombies, or Spaz, and that's by MinMax Games, and it's pretty freaking awesome. Oh, man, did they sponsor that? <laughs> okay, Brian, I'll uh, give you the final word just because you cried. Nice. All right, are you guys ready? You guys, um, okay, spoiler alert! Batman The Dark Knight Rises, Bruce Wayne is Batman!